Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hi, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. And this is Charmed, Charmed a Spellcast. <laughs> we nailed it. First try every time. <laughs> with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls in this patriarchal demon infested world they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones charmed Call me six take Jake. <laughs> um, I think an apology is in order. Uh, we know that we skipped a week. Things have been mm-hmm. crazy. There have been technical difficulties. There have been lots of issues with the world in which we've been trying to keep ourselves safe and protected. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, there's been so much. I, uh, I'm not even sure where to begin on that because i'm sure everybody listening knows oh yeah i'm I'm sure you all know so we we're not here to be breaking news or anything like that don't yes do not mistake us we've never broken a news before no we never in my life have i so much as dinged or dented (laughs) a news um but i think we're we're here to you know what we're here to offer some comfort in these trying times not to you dear listener um (laughs) to one another yeah lest you be mistaken yeah lest lest you mistook me um we're as as always the main objective of this podcast is to make sure that bryce and i salvage a friendship uh before it turns to an enemy ship (laughs) oh yep that's Uh, that's my greatest fear yeah so um so thank you for being here, dear listener, but... Uh, you're not needed. You're not needed. This is truly us just talking into the void as per usual. <laughs> but that being said, I really do appreciate that you're joining us and talking to the... Or listening to us talk into the void. Um, it's good I to know well. that we have that comforting presence. Oh, it is so good. Um, thank you for coming together with us uh, on this, this journey, on our premiere we've gone past our pre-premiere party that's correct and we're into the season two premiere yay we did it everyone they thought we couldn't do it and we they were wrong (laughs) and by they i mean i (laughs) yes me me thought couldn't do it but me wrong And uh, and now me thinks I'm blowing out the mic with my laugh. I know. I think so. <laughs> I think I was doing the same too. I'm trying to keep it further from my face. Oh, okay. So this is either going to be a very loud or very quiet episode. It's going to be a very dynamic episode. We're just going to go from loud to soft, and whoever's listening on their headphones, Godspeed. Your dynamic duo. <laughs> oh my goodness. What you've always wanted. My goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. So let's see. Should we should we start off with some manner keeping? Sure. Do do you feel like you have something you want to say? Oh gosh. Uh, I think the thing I want to say is that 
there there is so much to be worried about right now um and there is there is so much to be fearful of there are so many anxieties and i'm i'm speaking for myself primarily because i can't speak to anyone else but uh i i hold i hold so much nervous energy that it it becomes such a distraction like i i feel as though i can't focus and having something like this to focus on makes me feel like well perhaps there is a reason that we do silly things um perhaps there's a reason that we have we have real passion projects that maybe don't provide anything that can be valuable in terms of a uh, uh, capital <laughs> but but dang during a global crisis it is making me feel better and i i think that's worth something wow beautifully said <clears throat> thank you and trying my best no yeah you always you always put into words such um genuine thoughts that i also feel pretty deeply because i think i agree i think that when you feel untethered having these um, expressions of creativity plus an opportunity to reconnect with someone, I think that makes you feel more grounded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's a little bit of that grounding. There's a lot of bit of that grounding, actually, <laughs> in these sorts of things. And I've been, I've been actually very happy to see so many people reaching out over digital you know, over the digital universe. Yeah. Um, and coming up with their own creative projects if they want, even if it's not something like a screenplay or a, or a novel or something, you know, traditional. Um, oh, my, my favorite tweet, or I guess meme template right now is like, the William Shakespeare wrote this when he was quarantined for the plague. Um and I think the original tweet was very sincere and it was like, he wrote King Lear and, uh, and people have taken that and transformed it into all sorts of things. Like, did you know that William Shakespeare wrote cats? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you know he, he wrote <laughs> Cardi B's bad and bad bunnies, uh, recent hit <laughs> the lyrics. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that that it, that in itself is just kind of a, weirdly it's resonated with me a lot in a way to say like hey you don't have to be productive in this in the traditional way of like turning every second of your time into something of value to whomever uh, something of value to society but you can use your time to create something valuable to yourself um and and that can that can be a podcast that can be a home cooking show or documentation of your quarantine recipes <laughs> um that can be a, a virtual dance party or that can be staying home and and lying in bed and giving yourself the time to grieve and to reset yeah i i i feel like i really resonated with what you said about how you don't have to be doing the most right now because I feel like people have this idea in their head like, wow, I have so much free time. I need to take advantage of this, blah, blah, blah. I've come to realize in the past couple of weeks that all of this free time just gave me more time to be still. Because I feel like before that, I didn't have, I had to do all the things I had to do to, you know, like maintain my livelihood. 
and I didn't have enough time to like process and reflect and like feel as if I was actually in the moment and now I can and I feel like I don't need to fill that up with like as much self-improvement as possible. I'm really glad to hear that because you're perfect and you don't uh, need to improve shucks, in any way. Stop. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's too sappy. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll put a pause on it. Just kidding. I won't. You're great. <laughs> ah, I've been fooled again. <laughs> Fool me once. Sh- shame on you. Me, shame. you. <laughs> don't do it again. Shame. <laughs> Fool me twice. Dang it. Dang frick. <laughs> Um, And I don't want to like harp too much on talking about the pandemic because I know that's like literally what every single like creative outlet is doing right now, like from YouTubers to other podcasts to like Mm -hmm. bloggers. Like I don't want to have to reiterate the same thing over and over again, but I will say that things like news updates, like uh, advice just move so quickly because the pandemic is just changing so quickly. And I know that probably an anxiety amongst many that Shana was alluding to earlier could be that maybe you're not doing things right you're not doing enough blah 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 or you're like you were you did something wrong like because the new advice that came out conflicts with the advice that came out before whatever um and I just want to kind of reassure people that you can't change what you did in the past but you can always change what you're going to do moving forward and always improve the future and hopefully help turn around this whole this whole uh global crisis that we're facing yeah i i hope so i like the idea of of carrying a a positive attitude that is free of shaming your past self i really like that and i also would like to um reiterate before we get off the topic of pandemic that is on everyone's mind for a very good reason that uh Individual steps are very important, but it is also very important to remember that the people who represent you, at least in the U.S., um, are are failing us right now in terms of not putting public interest as a first priority. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you yourself are suffering in in small ways in terms of lack of motivation, lack of creativity, etc. Um, just remember that you did not cause the pandemic if you're staying at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um. if you're staying at home and you're like, oh God, uh, I didn't write King Lear. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Just take have. some time. <laughs> You shouldn't have. It's all right. You're staying at home and not doing anything is actually really helping the rest of us. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Let that let that speak to you, dear listener. Dear listener. One listener. <laughs> ah, okay. Enough of that. Um, wait, I have one more thing. Not enough of that. Okay. This is not pandemic related, but... Um, it is currently still census taking time like this is the time when census activities are being carried out and I urge you all fill out the census yes do it you can get instructions online 
yes, you can. Um, and I know that it's probably really hard if you don't have like easy internet access to, because now you can fill out the census online once you have the letter that allowed, gives you the access code. I know that if you don't have easy internet access that it might be hard to get to a library now and like do it there. Um, but I'm sure that the Census Bureau and the Census Bureau affiliates are trying to figure out a way to keep people as protected as possible while getting people to fill out as possible so that we know exactly who is in this country so that we can give them the resources, the money, and the um, representatives that they need. Yay! Woohoo! And um, also, uh, it, on, on that topic, uh, something that might be confusing to people, there's been a lot of controversy about whether you have to say what your status as a citizen is, uh, whether you have to say if you're a legal resident, if you are a citizen of the United States, if you're on a visa, or if you are undocumented, um, that is not a question on the census. Yes, correct. Thank you for bringing that up because I, I agree. People, I think, fear the idea of what the census represents, and it's honestly, it was honestly such a dick move for them to even consider putting a citizenship question on the census, because there's no way in heck that the census will ever be able to use that question, because they're not allowed to use that information to understand individual people and go after them in that way. And to even pretend like the census could do something like that with a question like that, like pretending that that question could exist on this form, was misguiding and misleading. Yes. So never fear. That is not a question. Everyone should fill out the census. If you live in the United States, you should fill out the census because it is a direct part of how you get represented in our government. Thanks, Shana. Woohoo! Okay, should we um, talk about witches now? Oh my god. Should we ever? Uh, let's, let's do it. Let's go it. Let's, okay. let's go. We got, we got to keep going because I'm getting so sweaty underneath my two blankets and. Okay. Oof. We got to do it for Bryce. My cave. Oh yeah. Uh, don't, don't you worry. We are indeed social distancing and recording this in two separate bedrooms across Brooklyn. Oh yes. Yeah. I forgot to mention my setup is me underneath two layers of blankets with a nightlight and my laptop on my lap trying to balance my notebook as well and the phone because I'm calling Shayna and recording on my laptop. Mine is not nearly as athletic, but it's basically the same thing. Oh, yes, I am an athlete. Oh, yes, you are. Um, <laughs> so, social distance bronze medal. They, um, oh, what? So, oh, my God. I'm yes. so honored. Congratulations. You've won. <laughs> Almost. Well, there are two people ahead of you, but that's okay. Keep them six feet ahead of you. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, so yes, so Witch Trial. Witch Trial, Witch season two. Trial. Episode one of the original oh run God. of Child. I was so excited to watch the original series again. Dear listener, <laughs> uh, I cannot express the joy I felt watching it because I, I waited to watch it uh, with Bryce. And also, we had the amazing Leona Kindler who was watching and was going to record with us and be our special guest star first special guest star of the second season um but unfortunately that could not happen due to our distancing and so she will return for another in-person episode she will be back yes she will be back and i'm uh i'm i'm truly missing her right now mm -hmm. but i'm i'm so glad that she at least watched the episode with us yeah that was a really good so, day she brought us buns uh, 
She brought us buns. Oh, it was so lovely. Thank you, Liana. Oh, she complains about how she doesn't get shout outs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, here's your shout out, Liana. Thank you for the buns. Thank you for lifting our spirits and making that watch so much fun. I feel like I'm going to just, instead of saying dear listener, I'm just going to say dear Liana. Dear Liana Kidler, (laughs) our one listener. Oh, man. Okay, so Witch Trial, the first episode of the second season of Charmed, um, it was, oh gosh, (laughs) it was directed by Craig Zisk. It was written by Brad Kern. Um, It always says Constance M. Burge, but I know it wasn't written by her. It was just, it was merely created by her. And it aired on September 30th, 1999. Ooh, we're getting close to uh, 2000. Into the year three, that, wait, 2000. Now it just changed. They lived in their houses. Yeah, that's truly it. That's what's changed, huh? <laughs> um, okay, so season two, episode one of Charmed. We open up with the mansion or the manor. We're back in the manor. Back in the mat. Back in the habit. Back in the manor. <laughs> and, and Piper quit her job. Piper we quit her job. Oh, yeah, yeah. So a lot of things have changed. Uh, Andy died, first and foremost. Aww. Piper quit her job. She wants to start her own business. She's tired of working for other people and making their dreams a reality. And she's not working for the man no, anymore. No, no more. she's working for the witch. The woe man. The woe, <laughs> woe man. And, um, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Phoebe's, Phoebe's there. So that's her big change. And um, and Piper's making out on a couch. Yes. Okay. So we open up in the manor with Piper making out with a unnamed man. Uh, Very with... generic man. Yes. Um, classic white guy with the '90s hairstyle. When <laughs> her sister witches interrupt, they burst into the manor, and Phoebe starts saying some things that allude to their magical ways, and Piper freezes time so that she can quickly hustle her sister to the side and say, no, 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 don't, stop. And then Prue comes in while the dude is frozen, and, and Piper's like, no, 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 you gotta, gotta go back, we gotta stage it. And, um, and then, yeah, that happens, and... <laughs> And then, uh, oh, Prue and Piper, I have written down, Prue and Piper are bad husbands. Um, <laughs> they forgot that this is the one year anniversary yes. of them all becoming witches. Yes. It is also coincidentally the same time as the autumnal equinox. Yes. The equinox when some powers align because of the stars. Because yeah, yada stars. Because moon, stars, etc. <laughs> oh, we really need to have an astrological expert on this show. Yes, it is not I. Tis not I neither. Okay. Um, but you know what? I'm trying. Okay, we'll find someone. So anyway, so Piper quickly hustles them out, unfreezes the guy, and is like, Haha, yes, I'll, uh, I'll see you later for that loan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so this opening sequence basically just introduces a mystery man who is giving her money and also reminds the viewer that we are one year into their witchery activities. And that's about it. Um, 
And they've been demon-free for one month. Crazy. Next morn. Uh, they're up in the attic. Well, actually, they're not up in the attic, but the book is opened. And then they run into the attic because they hear something happening. And it's because a giant portal in the attic has opened up and a creepy, creepy demon is <laughs> is um, ushering the book into the portal, which a demon has never before been able to remove the book from the premises of the manor. No, and this is one Buffy-looking demon. Yep, this that's is, uh... you and Liana both said that. Oh yeah, this is pure Joss Whedonry, um, which is to say, it's it's very '90s costume department, and I appreciate it. I actually really like the look of this demon. Yeah, it's extremely fantastical. Yeah. Oh yeah, very fantastical. Very, very Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? He looks like the fawn in um, Pan's Labyrinth. Which one is that? Uh, big horns. Big horn guy. Okay. Horn. <laughs> Abraxas is big horn man, but we oh, don't yeah. know it's Abraxas yet. Yeah, so pretend we f- forget we said that. Uh, we just know that he opened a portal and he got the book. And ah! it's shocking. So the, the first thing you got to do when something shocking happens is you got to go to credits. Uh, new yeah. credits. New credits. Who's Greg? Who's Greg? And there's a child now? And there's a young woman? What? What the frick is happening? Too much change. Too much change. Yeah, I don't like it. I reject change. Uh, So cut to out of credits. I think we do a brief, like, you know, montage of the city. Some fun, upbeat pop song. How I missed my San Francisco. That is the thing that I missed the most when I was watching the reboot of Charmed. Is that we didn't get our beautiful montage of San Francisco. <laughs> I just, I felt so adrift. But now I we... Didn't, oh, didn't go. know where we were. Oh, no. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but now we are squarely located. We know exactly. Yes. We're in a house. In a house on a hill. On a in a house on a hill. And, uh, and Phoebe's hair is very in style. Uh, with actually our current times. And... And Piper's hair is longer, and and so is Prue's hair, which is a sure sign that this is the second season. (laughs) And that's how you know times have changed. That's how you know times have changed. I'm so... I love watching the hairstyles on this show. I know. I feel like whenever I look at the the tile on Netflix that has the three uh, sisters, I'm always like, they look so different in this. Like, their hair is so long. And the first season, it's not that (laughs) at all. They look so different. Yeah, Shannon Doherty really looks different. Hmm. Uh, but we, we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, for for no reason in particular. Oh. Whoop. Okay. Anyway, so there's a child in their house. Oh, yeah. So a child has run into their home and begs to use their phone. Uh, and uh, on the heels of this child who has entered their house is their new neighbor. It's Greg. Well, it's not Greg. Greg is the actor's name. But finally, at last, we find out it's Dan. It's Dan, uh, who is not Australian, but for some reason sounds... Wait, we thought he sounded New Zealand? New Zealand. Yeah, he definitely had one of those, like, New Zealand actors suppressing the, the New Zealand to create an American accent. But we found out he's from Texas. Which... So maybe just way overcompensated. Yeah. 
I could see that. Okay, so they have a new neighbor named Dan, who is the uncle to the child, and the child is distressed because she wants to call her parents, who are, uh, why are they abroad? I don't, I, the oil trade. The thing that they're involved in, so they have to be out of the country for a while, so she's staying with her uncle, and she's very distressed, and, um, uh, Dan comes in and is trying to, like, get her to calm down, whatever, and he meets his sisters. And that's it. That's basically it. It's just a character introduction note to this new man who's probably going to be a romantic interest. Goodness. Okay. I don't know. This is the least exciting part for me. Yeah, it's it's also just not a very exciting scene, but um, it happens. So So we got to talk about it. Okay. Uh, Moving on. So they go celebrate the equinox oh yeah they're gonna they're gonna be doing well it's really detective phoebe is on the case again um and it's her idea to go to this gathering of witches because she's been talking to this witch and she's been gathering more information about the equinox and maybe they can ask the other witches at this gathering about who this demon is and it's a nude gathering oh it's really gay (laughs) it's very it's very gay. It's um, very San Francisco, I would say, uh, to have witches in the woods <laughs> just taking their clothes <laughs> off to uh, truly absorb the power of the equinox. And I say, good for you, Charmed. Good, good for you. Good They're vibes. such babies. They're such babies in this. I don't even, I mean, this is me growing up with them through this season because I'm watching it for the first time, so I have no idea. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, they're just... They're growing up. They're truly growing up, and the first step to growing up as a witch is to get naked. I I, think. uh, That's it. That's got to be correct. (laughs) The first and last step. (laughs) That's it. Every time I take a shower, I'm a witch. Oh, I like that. I actually... You know what? Commune with the water from the shower head. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Truly feel it. Oh, dear. So, um, yeah, that's about it. They get naked and they get some information from this witch who's like, yes, this is a powerful time. Nah. And it's like, oh, I guess you had to get naked to learn that. Mm. Blah, um, blah, blah, but blah. also, moon stars. Moon stars, but also Phoebe gets a vision oh, or yeah. a voice. She yes. hears, <laughs> she sees a voice. She hears a voice that sounds suspiciously like Graham's. Dun 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 so, dun dun dun. Indeed. So they hear Graham's. Right. It's ooky spooky and confusing. And then they cut to Prue at the auction house, Buckland, um, and she is. Working on selling the estate of a a widow. Um, yes, of a widow. And this widow really cuts quite deep, quite quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, tells Prue, oh, you must deal with death a lot in your line of work. And obviously we're all thinking, like, her line of work is witchery. But she's really meaning you must have a lot of uh, estates that you have to help sell out, sell off at the auction house. Yeah, and I do think that this episode, for Prue at least, 
Um, I know we didn't do our like three sisters storylines, but I think very much for Prue, this episode is all about coping with grief. Um, because I, I forgot really that we lost Andy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the episode we lost him was the season finale of the last season so there really was no episode to really like kind of deal with that yeah so prue is really the only one to be dealing with that mm-hmm. and uh and it's a it's a big part of why the demon got the book yeah is that prue is prue is so afraid to use her powers and to be around demons um because it brings up so much unresolved grief and and guilt for losing Andy. Yeah, so it's really battling two demons, the uh, physical one and the and capitalism. <laughs> oh. oh no, just kidding. No, that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh wow, yes. Wow, um, two minds, one and heart. Three three demons, <laughs> uh, physical capitalism and also grief. Yeah, the big one. Oh, the big one, the the all-consuming one. Mm-hmm. If you if you deny yourself of of the time that you need to really process and let things go and let let life go on around you, mm-hmm. um, and Prue has not been able to do that. She has just been pushing it to the back of her mind. Yeah, <sighs> we will discuss that more as this episode continues. Okay. Yeah. So then we cut to Piper, who is um, checking out a sketchy-looking building with the unnamed um, uh, standard white guy from the beginning of the episode. Yeah, Mr. Bankerman. <laughs> Mr. Bankerman. So it turns hey, out she's... Mr. Bankerman. Bank a bank for me. Hey, make, Mr. Make... Bankman. <laughs> Oh yeah, wait a minute, Mr. <laughs> Bankman. Lo, whoa, 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 to Mr. Bankman. <laughs> it oh, works. Man. I think it works. I haven't written the song yet for this episode, so maybe that's it. <laughs> that would be really um, fun for me. Okay. Well, you know, my my purpose in doing this is just for you, so oh. I think I should do it. Wow. I have Stay too tuned. much power. <laughs> you really do. It's a two-person show. Um and one person is just always trying to make the other happy. <laughs> uh, I think both people are trying to make the other happy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, good. Okay, so back on, back at it. Okay, so back at uh, it. Piper, so, Mr. Bankman, Piper, and is, Mr. Bankman, they're walking through a club that Piper wants to buy and run as her own. She doesn't want to run. Well, she wants to run a restaurant, but she knows that it's just too much for her to do right now so she's chasing her dream in a slightly modified way by opening up a club and my favorite line which is i think the one note that i wrote on this scene is that piper tells mr bankman that it is less risky than starting a restaurant because you could lose your shirt i i oh oh because she was naked (laughs) (laughs) oh wait mr bankman tells her you could use your shirt lose your shirt and then she says i already did uh, uh <laughs> some very inspired writing um good they got okay jokes. so so they got jokes and then he tells her you got the loan after she's been doing so much to like reassure him and he's like yes i believe you wonderful and it's the best it's so amazing and then 
out of freaking nowhere, it's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. Okay. So Bighorn's demon in his smoky um, other dimensional Lim- plane. Liminal space. <laughs> yes. Yes. He is reading the book, uh, the Book of Shadows, and he conjures up Jeremy, who is looking worse for wear, and is like, Jeremy, would you like another chance? And Jeremy's like, yeah. And then he like sends him back into the mortal world. And what a time to send him back. Just as Piper is preparing to shake on the loan of her to achieve her dreams, oh, Jeremy shows up and rushes toward her and Mr. Bankman. She has to freeze him. And let me tell you, I think Piper handles it so much better than she has any need to. Like, this is incredible. If someone, if your first warlock boyfriend oh, yeah. showed up, anywhere in your dream just in a dream or like as a flash in your memory i would be like just terrified and stock Mm -hmm. still for a moment but no she fights him very calmly actually yeah no correct like she is fending him off and conferencing in her sisters at the same time which is very uh a la remote podcasting so i very very social distance friendly (laughs) yep so she um puts her sisters on speaker and they all uh together speak an incantation to once again banish him vanquished and uh he explodes in the same way that he did before so you know there's the original jeremy um yep (laughs) is it 10 out of 10 jeremy's now yeah 10 out of 10 we moved it up slightly, I think, maybe just for this episode. We'll see. Okay. But we we moved it up because the original Jeremy made an appearance, and that feels special. Yeah. What a special day. Okay. Dear listener. <laughs> yeah. Dear Liana. <laughs> Dear Liana. So uh, Rob had been knocked out during this entire confrontation, and when he comes to, Piper is like, oh, we were just, there was, it's a sketchy neighborhood. You just got hit over the head. And he um, is being carried out on a stretcher. And as he's being carried out, he's like, I'm going to rethink this loan. What a snarky loan sharky. (laughs) Is is what I wrote down. (laughs) I was going to say, how long have you been waiting to say that one? So long. (laughs) I had it on the page and I've been staring at the page for the last five minutes. And like, are we we there? Are we there? We're there. (laughs) It landed. I loved it. Uh, Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, we're, okay, we're keeping that so joke in. As as he's carried out, and Piper is trying to figure out what the heck happened, she also hears Grams' voice. Yeah, Grams is everywhere now. It's, she's in their Ooh. heads. She's in their heads. <laughs> what if this were like a slightly different tone? How of, so? Of, of show. And the the whole thing of like Graham appear, Grams appearing is like, not such a positive thing but it's oh. like oh my oh my god <laughs> yeah like they're overbearing like a uh, grandmother she's like she's in her heads again <laughs> yeah exactly Ooh, that would be interesting i don't want it though so i'm glad they didn't go with that route this is a comfort show mm-hmm. um so thank you grams here to be happy okay so phoebe is we cut to phoebe at home and uh, phoebe is doing some research question mark um, on the computer, she is, she is <laughs> typing. <laughs> she has, like, never seen a keyboard before. She's using each... She's using her two index fingers to hit each individual key. I don't know what she's typing or how long the sentence is going to take, but it, it looks so like it's long. painfully she's, slow. 
she's hunting and pecking. Yeah. Is, uh, which I really appreciate. And I, if we could, Bryce, do you know how to make GIFs? Oh, uh, I used to, but I don't think I have Photoshop anymore. Oh, dang it. Well, can we have someone, please, this is a call to the universe. Could someone please make a GIF of this scene? Dear of universe. Of, of Phoebe, like, typing <laughs> with just, like, two fingers. And the, the GIF, this GIF stands for, dear listener. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really good. I really like that. Thank you very much. It's going to be our t-shirt. Oh, um, I've got it. Okay, sorry. I realized in my notes. So Phoebe goes out to meet um young person whose name is Jenny, we learn. And we learn that she, young person, Jenny, is moving on with her uncle because her parents are in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Oil trade. I Oils. guess I wasn't that far off. No, you were so on it. But I just made it up. Um, oh, okay. United Arab Emirates. Oh, so, yeah. Actually, I think they're ambassadors. Some something like that, but it's all oil. Yep. It all leads back to oil. <laughs> it all leads. To, we just have like a bunch of uh, pictures up on the wall, and there's like thread everywhere. It all leads it back. It leads and back. It's all, it's all pictures of Jenny. <laughs> okay. And so Greg, Dan, whatever his name is. So yeah. So Jenny is very unhappy um, because Uncle Dan does not understand anything. And he bought her tampons, or no, bought her sanitary napkins instead of tampons. Oh, no. Ugh. Oh. Man. Wow, he's and such this, a dunce. And this was this was the point where I was like, the man wrote this episode. <laughs> yeah. Because what is, what is the only thing, aside from boys, that two women can bond over? sanitary it's napkins it's it's periods my friend mm. that's the only thing that women not not just havers of of uteri but women can bond over that's it yeah they're probably like they look around and they like see two women talking and they're like what can they be talking about it's got to be periods like, i feel like the bechtel test needs this as well like it's not only that they can't that two women can't just be talking about men. They also can't just be talking about periods. Good point. Let's add it in. Alison Bechtel, is that her first name? Yeah, it is. Nice, nailed it. <laughs> um, Allison, if you're listening. Uh, we this, have a uh, suggestion. We have a suggestion. Anyway, so they have a little uh, a moment of kinship and of, of shared groans. Ah, how could he think they're the same thing? Bah, 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 bah. Oh, and a sanitary Jenny, napkin. Can, Jenny, you can always call on me. And oh, here's Kit the cat. Kit likes you. Oh my god, I just remembered something. Kit has a triquetra. <laughs> he ha she, uh, Kit has a, what are those hats called that like colonial people wear? Like the tricorn? Tricorn! Oh. Kit has a, a tricorn tri hat. Tricorner hat. Um, That's it. Yes. So as we've learned, they live in Colonial Williamsburg, <laughs> and uh, that's that's the key to getting the book back. Uh, okay. So Phoebe hustles back to the manor to tell Piper that they gotta go consult the spirit board uh, because something something something. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? 
uh, something and to do with they're, the they're chai in thing. The, they're in the sunroom, which we have not seen a ton of, um, and now is getting really featured, the, the addition to the manor. And it's so beautiful and bright and sunny in there. And they they figure out that the demon is named Abraxas. Abraxas. Uh, so they also learn that Abraxas is reading the book backwards. Um, and that is how he's having all these demons come back, such as the Woogie Man. Oh, I hate the Woogie Man. The Woogie Man's the worsty man. <laughs> Nailed it. We're keeping Nailed. that joke in, too. Yeah, wait. How how long have you been waiting for that one? <laughs> uh, that came just out of my mouth right now. Didn't even think before I spoke it. I'm so glad. Please do that all the time. <laughs> you got um, it. Yeah, so the, the Woogie Man is unvanquished and is coming after Phoebe. And so Phoebe and Piper have to remember, admits the Woogie Man freaking choking them, um, how to use their light spell and their inner worth spell in order to vanquish it. And they do. Huzzah. They, it was actually like quite a stressful moment, but I feel like they were very calm and collected even as they were being choked yeah. to death. Well, that's the thing. This whole time, it feels like Piper is snarkier than usual and Phoebe is far calmer than usual and they mm -hmm. both just... Except for Prue, I feel like they all just kind of have their shit together. Yeah. I mean, I also think that this episode is like a bunch of demons at once. And I feel like maybe the writers thought that they can't freak out at every single demon. Especially because right, they right, were right. like greatest hits demons too. Yeah. I So something I said was that this show, this episode is like a clip show. Mm. Um, except they're actually doing everything. Yeah. Which is really, really interesting. Um, and... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's like, it's cool that you're kind of getting this reintroduction and like reminders of all the things that they've been through. And I guess a reminder of their growth and their character. But it, it is also so much going on at once with the number of demons and problems. Yeah. And scene, and just pure number of scene changes, my god. Yeah, correct. Plus they're also trying to like deliver a lot of emotional messages with Prue dealing with her loss and her like reticence when with going back to witchery. Yeah, definitely. So it's a little all all over the place, this clip show without a clip. <laughs> this show. The this yeah, this show. Oh, okay, so yes. So in this show, Woogie Man is vanquished, but uh Phoebe gets a premonition that Prue is about to be in a lot of trouble because Nicholas is coming back. <gasps> Nicholas, um, who I had no memory of. Yeah, and and uh, partly I think the reason you had no memory of him is because Nicholas in this show is played by, or in this episode is played by a different actor. What? Um, yeah, so that was kind of unfair, I think. Uh, or I guess fair to your inability to recollect him, but or recollect him, but he was he was the warlock who waited for the sisters to come of age and come back into their powers because he was promised their powers before Patty and Graham's uh, found oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like an older guy. Yeah, he was an older guy, but even in the flashback, it was a different actor. 
what the freaking of okay. his younger identity yeah so that's kind of lame they're but trying anyway, to confuse me he was also a really scary guy um in that 70s episode which was one of my favorite episodes of last season actually i remember you really liked it you liked the uh, yeah. whole sentiment i did i really really did um this i did not like as much fair but you know that's fine okay um, so they try to call prue at work to warn her but she uh is such a busybody and she's talking to the um the widow so she doesn't answer mm-hmm. her phone to like get the warning so that means that nicholas appears and he starts to um choke force force choker well force. She, he uses he uses the ring to make her blood boil is the the thing he's doing so she's about to die. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But no, she does it. Nope, she, no. She re- she remembers the spell. Yeah, they're all very, uh, this is all kind of, like, easy for them now. I mean, they're almost dying, but it, they're still, like, not dying as almost Never mind. Anyway. Yeah, it's, like, it's supposed to be very high stakes, um, but it's hard to do that so many times in one episode. Mm-hmm. But... So. They're Prue, handling it. Prue defeats him, but she still passes out in the process. So she gets hustled to the hospital where her sisters meet her. And the doctor's like, oh, your temperature just like rose so quickly. Like, I don't, we should probably keep you for a little longer. And Prue's like, no, I, I'm good. I think I, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel great. So she leaves, the sisters leave. And um, Phoebe starts telling them her theory, which is that the book before the book of shadows had never before been able to leave the manor so she thinks that maybe it didn't leave the manor the way abraxas works is that he exists on a different plane the astral plane so she's thinking that he's in a different dimension but in the same uh i guess in the same overlapping area as the manor in the same like geographical location Mm -hmm. ley lines something something pocket universe Okay, so... It's all um, about astrology. Um, anyway. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. That one didn't make any sense. I don't care. Whoop. Okay, so, yes. She gives her theory, and they're like, hmm, interesting theorem. <laughs> yes, maybe. And we're like, yeah, Phoebe's right. Um, so Phoebe wants to concoct a plan where they open up the astral plane and uh, defeat the baddie, and Prue doesn't want to do it. And why not, you may ask. Well, she can't face having lost Andy and maybe having something terrible happen again when she uses her powers. Yeah. And the whole reason why um, there is such a time crunch is because the demon is reading the book backwards and every spell he reads uh, undoes the demon death. And the very first spell that he will read in the front of the book will undo their powers. No! No, then we wouldn't have a show. Ah, man. Season two, episode Ah, one is where it ends. Dang. Ah, I love these episodes where it's like, the entire premise of the show will be gone forever. And you're like, ah, good. So I don't have to worry. (laughs) (laughs) They'll Um, figure this one out. (laughs) Um... Yes. So Prue is saying, maybe maybe this is our out. Maybe we can give up our powers, and we're supposed to, because if this demon is doing his thing, then what if we just let him do it? Yeah, what if? And, and Phoebe decisively is like, no, are you kidding me? 
Being a witch is the best thing to have ever happened. This is ridiculous. There's got to be something else going on. And Prue's like, no, there's nothing else going on. There's definitely not my deep-seated, um, uninvestigated grief. <laughs> and Piper's like, it's it's her deep-seated, uninvestigated grief. And they have like a ba-da-ba-ba-da-bum, what? Um, yes. <laughs> That's exactly how it <laughs> happened. I remember it quite clearly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like I just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Prue wants to know because she's sad. Uh, meanwhile, the neighbor comes by with wine. I forget why this scene happened. Uh, it's just so they can be like, ooh, maybe Phoebe's interested in him. And that's it. Okay, so that happened. Meanwhile, Piper's loan gets denied. So that also sucks. So we're kind of reaching yeah. this point of the show where everything's starting to suck a lot. Yeah. Nothing's okay. And then... They might not be witches. Saddest scene of all. Prue goes to visit Daryl at the station. Oh, sad scene for Prue, but happy scene for me because I get to see Daryl. Daryl's back. Daryl's back. Daryl's back. I was really happy to see him in the credits because that meant that he wasn't leaving the show just because Andy was gone. Yeah, that was something that could definitely be a real worry. But no, he's back and he's showing Prue. Oh, no, that was Andy's desk. We haven't really had anyone back in here. But Prue, I'm so glad you're here. I missed you so much, and I'm so sorry. And it's just like ugh. chemistry. Oh yeah, maybe chemistry. Chemistry. Well, they they do have really good chemistry. They do. Like it doesn't just have to be romantic interest chemistry. But those those two actors and two characters are really there for one another in this scene, and it makes me feel good. Yeah, it feels very wholesome. Mm-hmm. It really does, because they both really lost someone who was so important to them, and now they're learning how to support the other person. True. So the message that Daryl had for Prue from Andy before Andy's death was Andy telling Prue, don't blame yourself if anything should happen to Andy, because he understood the risks and he took them on willingly. Yeah, and that's something that is necessary for Prue to hear but also really hard for her to accept yeah she did not believe it but it still inspired her to go back to the attic to follow through on Phoebe's plan to open up a portal and confront the Abraxas demon the bras for asses demon (laughs) nailed it again oh my god (laughs) you just damn it on fire I... (laughs) I can't do untangling of what is it called? Anagrams? Oh, uh, yes. No, I don't think that's what it's called. Bananagrams. <laughs> bananagrams. Um, the I can't do that thing in my head. I I am I'm is slightly dyslexic, and so trying to to undo letters in a braxis is like my worst nightmare. And the only thing I can think is bras. <laughs> Abraxas is also a crazy word. Like I, I don't blame you. It's like it sounds like a cleaning product. Totally. Ah, scrub your book of shadows clean today. <laughs> Use Abraxas. And now for our segment where we play an infomercial. Oh wait, didn't we didn't we do this last episode? Oh yeah, where we had a fake sponsor. What's our sponsor this episode? It's Abraxas. It's Abraxas for all your cleaning needs. Yeah. Have you been having some uh, uh, 
increasing paranoia around your house that the COVID-19 virus is lurking everywhere? Well, dear listener, have we got the sponsor for you. Abraxas, buy it in the can, buy it in the spray, (laughs) buy it in the liquid, or you can, for a very special price, buy it in the full demon form. Comes with its own pocket universe. And it really works. How, you say? By just reading all the cleaning supply ingredients on bleach backwards. <laughs> a bleach, a bleach this. Yes. Um, buy Abraxas today. Today. Ba-ba. And we're Good. back. Good, okay. So, thanks, um, oh. <laughs> thanks oh, to our sponsor this episode. Thank you. Thank you so much to our sponsor. I got to say, Abraxas really works. Um, I know it's a little annoying to have these commercial interludes, but, you know, gals got to make a living. Yeah, and uh, we do these interludes so that we can provide you with more quality content. Yeah, like bras. Okay. <laughs> so, so now Prue is here. She is... Oh, I can't say she's queer because she's, well, I think she is. So Prue's here. She's queer. She's ready to do battle. And um, and they go. So they open up the portal by drawing a big old chalk uh, circle on their. Triquetra. Oh, yes, a tricorn hat on their <laughs> attic wall. And they open it up. And at this point, Prue is supposed to, they see the demon. And Prue is supposed to, um. I guess uh, the book yes do a thing but she she hesitates and she freezes in her hesitation the demon is able to unclose wait yes reclose the portal and before he does yeah he says very ominously first the book then you oh no and he throws them all back with the force of his bra um and Um, they all tiggle biddies (laughs) i don't think i've ever heard you say that before that's because i choose not to say it very often (laughs) oh lordy uh but it works for abraxas because we're untangling his name so thank you for doing that you're Um, welcome i'm here to help us learn (laughs) more about ourselves that we quickly wish we didn't know (laughs) gotta bury that suppress that yeah gotta read that backwards um okay so anyway so the proof rose because she even though she is confronting her grief she still it still takes time and she hasn't she doesn't have the luxury of time right now right so she she had to do trial by fire right and then they have a very big heart to heart where the sisters are like, why did you hesitate? We thought you were ready. And she tells them, like, you know what? I, even though I intellectually know that I shouldn't blame myself, I still blame myself uh, for Andy's Ugh. death. This was so good. Yeah, it really was, this was, actually. This was one of those things of, like, something in the fantastical realm really translating into everybody's life easily, I think. I think we all have things that intellectually we know are not our fault and yet we choose to punish ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it might be a subconscious choice, but once you recognize it and you recognize the consequences of it, then you are faced with a reality in which you can choose a few different paths. And one of those is going toward a really active kind of self-acceptance. 
Um, and one of those is going toward a really active repression. <laughs> and uh, Prue decides to choose the road toward self-acceptance. Yeah. And her sisters are extremely encouraging, and they remind her that Andy was a protector of the innocent, too. Yeah, which doesn't make it any less sad or less meaningful that he died and T.W. King is no longer on the show. Mm. Um, but it does make it easier for Prue to at least take it in stride for the time being and decide that they're going to try again. Yeah. And uh, amidst, amidst all of this uh, emotional um, unloading, they hear Graham's voice again. Use the force, she says. <laughs> Remember who you are. Remember <laughs> who you are. Simba. Simba. Uh, okay. All right. Um, we got we to gotta <laughs> stay on track here. <laughs> Was there ever a track? Oh, oh I'm so I'm so glad we're, we do a, a podcast that is based on uh, something that has like a very definite structure. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise, dear listener, I don't know where we would be. Yeah, if I just had to make up what I was going to say for the next minute, who knows what would happen. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear what you would just yell out. <laughs> uh. Just panic yell. Okay. <laughs> Abraxas. Anyway. Um, so yes. So Grams, Grams appears to them. And it was Graham's. So uh, something about the um, the the voice telling them to use the power of one, or maybe it was in the book. I think it was in the book. Uh, yes. Something. I f- forget. Something. I don't well, know. I forget this. I really forget this portion of the episode. At some point, they learn that they're supposed to use the power of one to defeat Abraxas. The power of one instead of the power of three. Blah, blah, blah. What could it mean? And they finally realize, oh, it's not that we use our strongest sister, which they all assumed was Prue, but it's that we work together and turn the three of us into one. The power of one will... Something undone. Um, un- Got it. Oh, power, power of one will undo the undone. Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting if they had used that in the show? Anyway. That should be. Wait, that's a great, uh, like, slogan at the end of our Abraxas commercial, like our cleaning solution commercial. It'd just oh, be yeah. like, Abraxas, it has the power of one to undo th- uh, what cannot be undone. Undoes the undoes the undone. To undoes the, un- <laughs> to undoes the undone. <laughs> and to also yours and mine. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Okay, so uh, they go back to, so they rehash, or not rehash, they reconfigure their plan, and they go back to the Equinox Woods, where previously there's a bunch of naked ladies, you know, worshipping witchery, and they bring the book, or they get the book, by shouting out a spell, opening the portal, and transporting the demon to the woods. Like, back into the book, basically. Yes, I, it was a very confusing sequence of events. It was, but it was pretty. Yeah, and it was like, awesome. Aesthetically, I liked it. It was, it was pretty awesome. Um, so um, they get the book, and they bring Braxis into the open, and they destroy him. <laughs> and they destroy him, <laughs> and they have the book back, and they're like, woohoo, we did it, and we didn't even have to get naked. Nice. And I was like, uh, I guess he didn't. <laughs> Ah, uh, butts. Ah, uh, but no, no butts. Ah, uh, 
covered butts. Rats. Oh, yes. Um, so anyway, so they get the book back by using the power of three to be the power of one and doing the undone. And then they bring the book back to its rightful place in the attic. Um, yes. And Phoebe, I really don't have any notes here. I don't know where I am. All I have is that Phoebe reminds Prue that she liked being a witch. And that's it, dear listener. It's pretty much um, it. Well, that's when they find out that Grams was the person who was flipping oh, the pages of the book the whole yeah, time. Yeah, which is so silly. I don't know if I like that, actually. I kind of do. I don't know. I feel like I do and I don't because it is it is a nice explanation for why they don't have to flip through every single page of the book. And it's always kind of like in every TV show, it's like, ah, oh, yes, on CSI Miami, whatever. Ah, here in this, in chapter 20, page 97, passage 3, you know. And it's like, it doesn't take them long at all to find this information. And it's like, well, okay, so there's actually a justification for this TV trope. It was somebody else turning the pages the yeah. whole time. No, yeah, totally. I, I get that that is a nice cathartic, like, oh, cool. But at the same time, I didn't like the idea of imagining invisible grams just, like, turning the pages <laughs> every episode. Okay. So you didn't, it's not that you didn't like the metaphorical aspect of it. You just didn't like the literal imagination of an invisible, <laughs> invisible grandmother. Oh, okay. I, just, I felt like it lost its, like, cool factor. You know, your grandmother's yeah. turning the pages for you. Oh, <laughs> here you go, sweetie. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, okay. I, I feel yeah. I'm kind of neutral on it. I don't think it... I Oh, you know what? I think I remembered it for this episode, and then I promptly forget about that. Like, I just kind of erase it <laughs> from this universe. Because the, the rest of the time, it's kind of like, meh, just let them have their own adventures. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, oh, and we also learned that the sisters took out a home equity loan. Yeah, they did, in order to let Piper open her club, if the sisters can be partners in business with her. Partners in crime. Ah, uh, I would, I don't know if my sister and I could be partners in a business, um, so to them I say good luck. And uh, now you're business owners, you are also living together, and you also fight demons together, and you are constantly telling each other to stop messing and the other's romantic business. Good luck with that. Not enough, not enough separation of different there are, components there are of life. There are zero, zero boundaries. Yeah, now they're CEO and CEO and CEO of the club. I feel like, I don't know. You should never mix business with home life. Well, let's break every single rule okay. about having a healthy personal life. But it is kind of a nice ending because that means that Piper got her win. Prue got her win in that she's able to deal a little bit more with some of her uh, emotional trauma. And Phoebe gets her win because she was right. It was Graham's. And Phoebe learns to type. <laughs> this episode just recalled <laughs> renamed phoebe learns how to type i like that yeah okay that's gonna be our episode name okay oh good oh i love that um i always like knowing how you come up with the episode <laughs> names now i actually know yeah and then they receive 
a little new page in the book that says happy anniversary. Heck yeah, they done did it. Yeah, they done did it. And so did we. so, So proud of them. I'm so proud of us for getting through this, my God. Wow. We only derailed ourselves a couple of times. Like, really derailed. And the rest were just tiny derailments. Tiny derailments. Yeah. The train of thought just, like, took a rest stop. Yeah. To to fill up on Fritos and things. There were no crashes. Maybe some minor fender benders. But other than that, easy breezy. Beautiful. Cover girl. (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe it's Maybelline. Uh, all right, where are we? What's happening? <laughs> that was it. That was our crash. <laughs> so, um, that's it. Uh, do you have, do you have a Jeremy for this episode? Oh, dang. There's just so many. I think I vaguely remembered thinking that when they like decided on their new plan to work together as one and then to open up the portal again, but at the Equinox Forest and like transport the demon out of his astral plane. And he was like, how did you do that? I thought that was actually pretty cool. And I think that I vaguely remember like their destroying of him to be pretty exciting too. I can't remember what happened, but I feel like it was fireworky. Mm-hmm. I did. I did like how elaborate the vanquish was. Um, but I think I'm not even going to think about that one. I'm just going to think about Jeremy getting vanquished again. <laughs> I know. Okay, you're right. You're right. Um, I give Jeremy getting vanquished again. 10 out of 10 Jeremy's. Yep. 10 out of 10 Jeremy's. Love bringing that demon back or that warlock back to be killed again because he was so shitty to Piper. So, yeah. yes. Amazing. Yeah. Glad she gets to kill him again. 10 out of 10 Jeremy's. 10 out of 10 Jeremy's. And he looks terrible which makes me feel great (laughs) exactly um bryce do you have any final thoughts on Um, this episode so much happened um i am grateful to begin a new journey with you and with the sisters and with um uncharted territory now that now that they don't have Andy and now that they're starting to enter business together. Um, and now that they have a new neighbor. Mm. That's great. That's so much to look forward to. Um, okay. So I will say when, when you are staring at the blank page before you, (laughs) you need to open up the dirty window and uh, let the sun illuminate the words that you cannot find. Erase. Um, <laughs> and somewhere somewhere in an astral plane, your book is being unwritten. <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> this is really good. Oh no, maybe I should do this as our song. Do a mashup. What was our first song? What do we want? Oh, yeah, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, 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 man. yeah. <laughs> Wow, this is going to be a fun song. Um, I, I actually think what I would like to say is that the, the thought I have in this episode is that it's really important to allow yourself time to process the monumentally 
terrifying things that happen in the world. Um, whether that is something that's global or on a much more personal and localized level, something like the death of a friend is going to take a really long time to process. And sometimes you might feel like you're better and then you freeze up again. And just know that that's okay. That's what your body needs to do in the moment. And when there's not a clear path ahead, it's always okay to stop walking for a second and take a break. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you very much. I think we need to collect all of these and put them into a book. Ah, ending thoughts on Charm to Spell Cass. Yeah, exactly. Along with our album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I made an EP for Shayna. And I, I have it, an EP! I burned it. I guess I didn't burn it, but we put it on a, a vinyl. So I have the one copy in all the world. She does. And I made sure ahead of time that she did not own a record player. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Um, so I can never actually listen to it. Yes. But... Yeah, that was a fantastic gift. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats um, on... I think I got it for you because you graduated, and I want to congratulate you and remind you that you should always take time to recognize your achievements. Oh, thank you, Bryce. I, um, I'm excited for the next time I get to give you a gift that's not going to measure up to that, but it will have the intention. Oh, you already beat me with uh, Hadestown. Oh, you're right. Oh, that was a while <laughs> ago, though. Oh, you're right. I'm a winner. <laughs> always a winner okay well you too can be a winner by uh stopping this podcast right now where it is and just like stop don't listen to us anymore that's this is how you win um every second you listen on you lose a little bit more of your life <laughs> and we gain more power you're making us more powerful so stop it what are you doing stop that the power it's gone to our heads uh okay we should close out okay let's do it you do it well Okay, fine, I will. So, um, hi, again, I'm Shayna. I'm so sorry. Um, and you can find me, if you would like to, on social media, at Bernadette Teeters. Um, and you can find me on Twitter. Oh, I, so that's Instagram and on Twitter, at Shayna Macy. And um, Bryce, who are you? Uh, I'm Bryce, and I love that when Shayna introduced herself, she quickly apologized. And I feel like it's very funny that we're... <laughs> inherently apologetic people so i'm bryce i'm so sorry uh <laughs> you can find me on instagram at your best bryce uh and through that you can find finished foodstagram which is my food account that has been dormant for quite some time but it will return yes i think hopefully yes and uh together we make charmed a spellcast and you can find us at charmed spellcast on instagram and you can almost you can always email us at charmedspellcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for being here, dear Liana. Dear um, Liana. This was just for you. We really appreciate it. And uh, stay safe. Stay, stay healthy. Stay sexy. What? <laughs> okay. Stay sexy, but in your own home. Um, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. I've been
Listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.